What's up, people? This is Mika back with another episode of your daily favorite podcast, The Color Pink. In this episode today, we're going to talk about dealing with dissent or opposition in the face of your dreams. This is going to be a pretty fun one, I think. Let's go. And we're back after that quick branding, that one second branding. I don't know if you people even notice it, but I think it's so cool. Like in the middle, it's just like a non disruptive yet distinct yet like noticeable, like tune that's like a second long like dun, dun, dun. i don't know if you noticed that after like about 15 the first 15 seconds of each episode anyway this one this episode's inspired by a something i said to one of my friends um recently uh, and i've said it a few times to a bunch of different people but recently it came up again and i thought about it and what this what what did i say what's this thing i say what's this thing i said i said dissent is actually a good indicator a positive indicator that you're doing something right if you're trying to do something that someone else like a lot of people cannot do if you're trying to do something that few people um do or you're trying to reach something that few people accomplish isn't the fact that people disagree with you a good indicator like that's basically what i said and that's why i'm leaving this episode a little bit like open the title descent and dreams in this because i want to i want to address that like y- using how to cope with dissent or like disapproval when you are like hedging your bets and hustling towards your goal whatever it is and I guess this is relevant to me because my my job is to create stuff that engages people. So I don't like to say it this way, but you're basically playing a game of how do I make people feel things? And it all depends on what people feel towards your content. Like I could I could have the photo a photo like I could take an edited photo which I love the utmost like out of all the photos I've ever taken, but if everyone else thinks it's a piece of trash and you just keep doing that, like, it doesn't work. You need to connect with people in in some way. That's not to say you should pander to, like, the likes or the, like, engagement metrics. It's about, it's, it's about providing value for people, not providing value for you by, like, showing off how many likes this photo got. But the point is, you it's it's hard to conceptualize it's hard to put this into perspective like negative comments or negative feedback when your job is basically like depending on people's feedback on what you what you make so i guess that's one aspect of it like why this makes this relevant and what makes this relevant for you is that subconsciously we listen to people we listen to other people's opinions whether it's the opinion of a brand saying yeah this is the product which you need this is the brand of this is the watch brand you need you we listen to that subconsciously you know our spouse saying this this hobby is like stupid it's expensive and it won't get you anywhere so you probably shouldn't do it we listen to that subconsciously and like stuff our parents have told us stuff our friends have told us stuff we hear like from our peers when we're hanging out in the lunchroom whatever it is we've got all kinds of 
sources of disapproval, like some subtle and some not so subtle. For instance, on on my in my case, I made a very risky decision to drop out of college in like my first eight months. After just being in college for about eight months and actually being present, going to classes, maybe about three, I decided to quit and do I didn't know what, which was a very risky decision. At that point, when I dropped out, I didn't have a plan. All I knew was that I needed to start seizing life by the balls because I realized how frail the whole thing is when a friend of mine attempted suicide. I told you this story before, so I won't go into it again, but that's basically um, one of the biggest decisions that I've made personally. And that was a decision that is still a decision actually that reaches a lot of opposition. Like a lot of people in my family don't know that I'm not in college and I probably won't go back. Well, not probably, definitely won't go back unless I'm fucking like held at gunpoint. See, like I've thought about this actually, a weird question. Is it better to die or to go back to college? I've thought about this a lot and I actually still don't have an answer. I've thought about this a few times because that's how much I just hate college. But that's, that's besides the point. Um, dissent in this case when I dropped out like was very obvious and it's dissent has been present and disapproval has been present in a lot of my decisions as well um, even on a daily basis the stuff I wear the, the way I talk the way I present myself the way I the values I have the the way I like think about things the way I um, value different like things like marriage or um, nutrition or health or uh, productivity the the way I think about all these things they 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 are a little bit uncommon and so they're more prone to attracting dissent but there's some areas where um, there's there's an area where everyone faces disapproval in their life so how do you how do you deal with that well I think it's important the first step on dealing with dissent is knowing why knowing why it's there, understanding why it's there. And the second step is making a decision based on that why, whether to change or not to change, because that's the only thing you can do. You can either listen to it and do something about it or listen to it and not do something about it. So that's the two steps that I'm going to go over um, in my head. This is not a science, by the way. This is not like me reading a bunch of studies and summarizing this for you. This is me pulling shit out of my asshole. Literally, like, play this back. If anyone accuses me of, like, trying to ever trying to pretend to be an expert this is literally me pulling shit out of my asshole it is not based in any fact at all it's just based on what i understand from experiences i have been through so take it with a grain of salt i always think this kind of stuff is more entertainment slash inspiration rather than educational rather than instruction because it at best it gets you to think about shit in your life it's like a i provide distractions which nudge you in a productive direction in terms of thought so that's what this is, but that's the first two. That's the two steps in like coping with dissent, knowing why it's there, understanding why it's there, and number two, deciding whether to change or not to change. So let's go over the first one, understanding why it's there. It's very important to for you to understand why people are throwing shit at you. That's that that I I promise you that like that step alone, understanding why people are throwing shit at you, is it will take away a lot of the like the sting off the negative feedback. Or, and it also like create just a much put you on a much better even like level-headed plane to deal with it. For instance, um, there I have a recent example of this, which quite shocked me actually. I didn't expect this to happen, 
but when it happened, I expected it to happen. It's one of those things. And I'll, I'll like, say it, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story, so I'm not trying to be vague here. What happened was I woke up one morning, and one of the first things I do is check my notifications because I have about, like, 25 or something overnight. Most of them is, um, most of them are Instagram, people following me, people commenting, um, and the others are, like, some Snapchat ones because I text people goodnight before that so they respond every morning because of time zones and emails and shit but one of the instagram notifications i saw this morning or not this morning but that morning of the day this happened was a reply to my comment by this um she's a sex worker on instagram right um her name is yulin i if i'm not mistaken like y-u-l-i-n some kind of european um race i'm not quite sure but that's besides the point she's a sex worker on instagram and she posts a lot of See, this is the part where I'm going to get in trouble. It's not, it's not, um, it's not bad. Let's put it that way. It's not bad, and it's not not like inherently wrong in any way. It's just suggestive. It's provocative content by, by like common, um, standards. It's just provocative. Like her, the stuff she says, the stuff she posts, um, the photos, the stories, the memes. They're all provocative because that's just who she is. It's not a bad thing. I post a lot of provocative content, hence why I got banned from TikTok actually the other day because I was just being too provocative by their community guidelines. Um, but she posts a lot of provocative stuff. And one of her posts was actually unexpected. The other day, like I saw it the day before this morning happened um, and she commented back to my comment. She replied to my comment. I saw her post about Bitcoin. And she was telling a story about how some guy told her this pretty simple story explaining cryptocurrency, basically. And it was a really simple way. And I thought it was a pretty cool story. So I made a comment um, saying something along the lines of not entirely accurate, but um, still still cool or some, something like that. Like something like a... Just a casual observation, and I put a laughing emoji at the end. It had no bad intent. It was just me remarking on the story. Because I never heard that kind of story to describe something as complex as cryptocurrency before. And it was a really simple story. Something about tribes and, like, a bunch of rocks and shit. Um, so, you know, it's just a casual comment. The next day, this is when I saw her reply. She she was, like, um, something... She said something along the lines of... Uh, Instead of making me feel stupid, you could... Um, be like try and educate me or would you rather be a douchebag question mark and like that was her reply to my comment and I replied saying like yo did I, I meant no bad intent and I just um, was commenting on the story that comment had nothing to do with you or your intelligence it's just about the story and she hasn't replied back because probably she hates me for the rest of my life now but the point is from that story what that has to do with like negative feedback because obviously that's negative right she didn't take it in the right way um the first thing i i did i was thinking was why would she say something like that like how would she take this comment wrongly and i do this a lot i'm i'm i have a lot of practice with this because a lot of the things i say are often taken the wrong way especially in comments because you're judging people um through literally sometimes three or four words and an emoji that's it that's all you have to go on for someone's character and in the comments where people are so used to reading 
the same type of shit because they have like 2,000 comments so they just keep scrolling and they're like nice emoji heart like double kiss emoji like dancing emoji or like triple heart emoji another heart emoji and then they suddenly read something like mine which is obviously stands out they immediately like say like what the fuck is this so the the context is not in my favor in the comment section because i just communicate in a way that's often perceived as negative and condescending for some reason in the context of comments on social media like instagram tiktok whatever it's the same so that's the first thing i thought and i was like okay she's just judging me based on this one thing when i obviously didn't mean anything um and i replied back explaining my intent wasn't anything negative so it's all good but that made me feel a lot better because at first i was going to um i was i was a little bit annoyed because i'm like whoa what why are you jumping to conclusions like why why are you suddenly like going so harsh but then i started thinking okay this is like a sex work on instagram which if you don't know instagram is really hard on these things like a lot of sex work is a genuine like form of work which is legal in a lot of places right in a lot of ways but it's just so stigmatized because that's the reality of the industry and so instagram bans a lot of these people and oppresses these people in my opinion quite unfairly because it's legitimate work it's not illegal like these people are completely legal professionals in their field it's just that the field is stigmatized so i'm guessing that this lady is used to receiving a lot of condescending negative comments um on her social media because it's just such a stigmatized profession so maybe she's just got an overactive like content filter which in her head saw this as like a red flag saw my comment as a red flag when it was actually just like a casual comment which was pretty neutral so then i'm like uh, these things this thought process i'm empathizing with her basically i'm trying to understand put myself in her shoes to try and understand why that negative sentiment came across that's an important step that's an important first step to dealing with dissent understanding why it's there both from your end but more so on the other person's end like why most of the time when it's in the context of online shit or even in real life shit actually when someone trashes your life decision to drop out of college when someone says this photo sucks ass why did you post it when someone says you're fucking ugly they don't know you that's why i keep um that's why i always say that's why i always think and i always say to people when they're upset about negative feedback no one really knows you and in my case that's pretty much like true but also especially true because i'm just so weird and for some reason like i feel like very very little of me is known to anyone and so making a judgment on someone when you don't really know them it's like kind of like attacking a straw man it's like you've never eaten carrots in your life you've just seen carrots and you know what they look like and you've heard people describe what they taste like but you haven't tasted it yourself and you you go yeah i fucking hate carrots they taste disgusting well how would you know you've never tasted carrots that's basically what people are doing when they're doing negative feedback because no one really knows you even your spouse your parents like people who lived with you for a long time they're not you so they don't know you and i wonder if you can hear that in the background but i hope i hope you can um it's just some like some prayer thing that gets broadcast five times a day in malaysia but the point as i was saying they don't know you when they're making that comment that's the first step which usually dismantles 
the negative feedback because when you really understand that when someone leaves a negative feedback on your shit or even says it to you directly they're attacking something or they're saying they're commenting on something which is not actually you then it makes it completely irrelevant it's like i don't care like why is it why does it bother me if it's not even me they're just commenting on what they assume is me which is not real which is not actually me so that's an important first step the second step which i mentioned earlier is deciding what to do whether you change or not to change and this is important this second step because you can't just assume that you just should ignore the dissent recognize that it's coming from some place that some people don't know you and just assume it's um it's trash and just just you know dump it and not do anything about it and just stay the same because in a lot of in a lot of different contexts when you get the same feedback over and over even if it's not true it might indicate something is amiss which could be optimized it doesn't like for example if a lot of friends tell you um yeah you're looking real like scruffy these past few weeks like what's happening to you you should probably get like a shower or something if a few people say that um even though you know that you're pretty clean it's just that your hair is genetically messy so it makes you look scruffy or whatever then you can use that feedback even though it's not especially accurate to optimize your appearance for instance if you know that you're clean it's just that your hair is always frizzy which gives the impression that you're scruffy and a lot of people have said that to you then you can say okay like maybe i'm just not making the right impression so even though um i know i'm clean i'm just going to go the extra mile and tie up my hair so that it doesn't look as frizzy and um that will create like a better first impression for people maybe maybe you can do that that's one thing you could do is change or the other thing you could do is you could you could think to yourself fuck those people they don't know that my hair is just naturally frizzy and i'm actually really clean and i take like showers 5 times a day so i'm really fucking clean and i'm just going to leave it the way it is because i know that where they're coming from is they don't actually ju- they just actually don't know that my hair is frizzy and i'm actually clean inside so i'm just not going to do anything about it there's there's two things you can do but it's a choice that you make don't close yourself off to the choice of actually taking some of that feedback even if it's not entirely true and optimizing it it's still information and information can help you um optimize it and i i i really value feedback for that reason for these reasons um for for the reason that i see it as something that's not really true yet i can use that information to my advantage so a recent example of this weird balanced way of using feedback i've got a lot of comments about my titles for the articles that i write i'm told that i've been told actually a few times that the titles i write for my medium articles are not titles that people will click on to read the story but when people read the story anyway ignoring the fact that they wouldn't click on the title because you know i make them read it because they're close friends they're like this is such a good fucking story but i wouldn't click on it in a million years because the title makes you sound like an asshole and i've gotten that a few times a, a few like a number of times actually one of those articles actually went on to be one of my most popular articles of all time funnily enough but um i've heard this feedback a few times and i know that they're they're just um they're just coming from the perspective of 
especially with titles, it's a little bit, uh, it's not too good to be too pushy. And they often associate that pushy title, like the quick, confident, like bold tone with like a sleazy scam. Like, buy this bag now to look 20 years younger or some shit like that. That kind of tone is basically what's in my titles a lot of times. And that is associated with sleazy, like, pickup artists, scam online sales people, used car salesmen kind of shit. Just because that's um, the common tone that these these con artists use. So even though I know that this perception of my title, it's not actually a bad title. It's just, like, their perception of it is skewed because of their personal bias. Even though that's true, I still change the titles because I know that... I would rather like adapt a little bit, take an extra 10 minutes to think of a title than have this nice story but have a shitty title that no one connects to and have no one read the story just because of my title that nuked it before it was even born. Um, so that's a recent example of how I take feedback which is negative and I don't really get affected personally by it because I understand where it's coming from and I act accordingly on the feedback. I decide to change or not to change and in this case with the titles it's the change because you know it's just information i use to optimize it if everyone hates my titles no one's gonna read my shit so you know optimize it make it different and that is those are my thoughts on dissent and dreams in general to, to wrap up i think dissent is an extremely good thing number one because it if you are going to reach something that few people reach, you're going to have to do things that few people do. And if you're going to do things that few people do, doesn't it make sense that most people will not agree with what you're doing? They'll be like, yo, that's weird, or like, that's wrong. It makes sense, because you're doing stuff that not many people do. So all those people are going to be like, whoa, this is weird, because they don't do it. Because you're doing stuff that not many people do, because you want to achieve things that not many people achieve. So in that in that way, I think that dissent is actually can be a positive indicator. When people disagree with my decisions, it's gone to the point where I just get more fired up. I'm, I can be neutral about something, but when I get such a strong reaction from people, I, I, it immediately makes me pay attention. Because I'm like, whoa, a lot of people don't like this, so it might be a sign that this is actually where I should be going. Because so many people disagree with it. So it's, it's, it's gotten like, to that point for me. And I hope that you can also make use of um, negative criticism or dissent or disapproval in terms of extracting the feedback from it in order to optimize your shit. Because in reality, in the end, it's still feedback and feedback is always helpful. Anyway, this was The Color Pink for today. I hope you enjoyed this kind of shit. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating. It helps this podcast grow. And wherever else you're listening, follow this podcast to get daily um, notifications. I suppose most platforms will send you notifications or it'll, it'll pop up higher in your home feed or whatever it is um, when I post new episodes every day. And it's every day, so about the same time. So, yeah, you can count on that. Anyway, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.